then I realized it wasn't a photocopy, but some kind of printout of an image, posterized to the point that it was almost illegible, with large brush black blotches of a digital pen redacting some of the details. But it still had that distinctive natural look that meant it had started life as a photograph, not a drawing. This isn't flash, I said. It's an actual tattoo. Told you, Rand said. As my eyes studied it, I became suspicious. The reproduction was terrible, but something about the wreath and chain had the flavor of a magical glyph. What if it was magical? These mundanes would have no way of knowing, but how could I tell from this printout? Do you have a better picture? No, a different picture? Balducci sighed and slipped another piece of paper out of the folder. A similar shot, similarly degraded, but... I put the two next to each other and planted my hands on the table, staring down upon them. After a moment, I saw it. The head of a snake in the design was three links past the belt of the chain in one, and five in the next. It was moving. This is magical, I said. This tattoo is moving. It's a magical mark. Told you, Rand said triumphantly. Holy, Balducci breathed. I looked up and saw him not looking at the flash, but at my hands. Hers are doing it too. I swear the fucking butterfly flapped. What, did you think they only moved after? Rand asked. What do you mean, after? I asked. No one said anything, and my stomach suddenly clenched up. What do you mean, after? You don't mean, like, after death. I can't discuss the details of an ongoing investigation, Balducci said. Why did we bring her here if not to discuss it? Rand said. It was your idea, Balducci said. She's your old partner's daughter. The side door opened. The dark-suited Fed I had seen in the hall walked out. His crisp goatee and short, wavy hair made him look more like an evil Johnny Depp than a laid-back Agent Mulder. One hand was in his pocket, the other still holding the cup of coffee. In his dexterous fingers, the styrofoam cup looked like alabaster. Show her, he said, with unassuming authority, or quit wasting our time. Balducci looked up at a loss. You've got it, he said. The Fed just looked at me, mouth quirking into a smile, at which point Balducci touched his head in a senior moment gesture, then hit the intercom. Rogers, he said. You got it? Yeah, bring it. After a moment, a tall, drawn man stepped out of a back door I hadn't noticed, gingerly holding a large, white plastic envelope with the same Fed logo on it. The cadaverous man paused in the white light of the doorway for a moment, eyes twitching as he saw me. Not unfriendly, but in pity? Then I noticed a long plastic tray in the man's other hand and saw the padded envelope bulging with something. I suddenly didn't want to see it. The Fed touched his left ear for a moment, then turned to go. Aren't you going to stay? I asked nervously. I wasn't quite sure why I was asking him for reassurance, but there it was. He paused. I've seen it, he said, and stepped into the blackness. The tray clattered against the table, shockingly close to my hands, and Balducci and I both leaned back a little. 
the evidence technician, if that's what cadaver man was, put on a pair of blue gloves before opening the envelope and withdrawing a smaller, plastic-wrapped object. Even though it is wrapped, he said, putting it in the tray, it would help if you do not touch it. My skin grew cold. It was a ripped piece of human skin pinned to a stained wood board.